So I was his armor bearer. And so, um, and so we was in a meeting. It was four, it was, it was, it was four deacons there. He told him to actually grab me and he did what he did. Uh-uh. You said, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. So you said that y'all were in a meeting. Yes. I want you to re I want you to say that again because I don't think people understood what you just said. Yes, that I was you in a meeting and and the meeting was in his office. It was me and four of the deacons and the uh, pastor. So he told them to grab me. And I don't know I, I don't know if they took it as a, a joke or 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 what or if they even knew what was about to take place. But I would definitely say that when he told them, they actually grabbed me and then the rest is history. So to be violated like that by your spiritual father is. I never imagined my public healing would inspire others to heal across the world. I thank you for using him to reach the world with the message of hope in relationships. But your life does not. God, you are my publicist. We laugh. <laughs> We share the unadulterated truth. He said, not only have I not divorced you, I ain't exposed you. Oh. We didn't marry fans, we married forever. And we wanted forever to act like a fan. Reveal her, Jesus. I will not compromise mm -mm. on getting a woman to God. You don't have to. And Father, I declare for his future wifey, thank you for preserving her. This season, I declare miracles and manifestations. See, you're selling scripts. And you're unique. You ain't like nobody else. I, I noticed that right away. You being true to who you are, you're going to attract. Mm. It's a Hebrew word, chayil, and it was translated wealth. And it means people, it means men, it means resources, and it means means. I'm Lataris R. Whitfield, and this is the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Lataris R. Whitfield. Listen, man, season six has been kicking off, and it's been absolutely amazing. I'm loving the feedback that I've been getting, all the DMs. I've been trying to respond to as many as possible, but you guys have found such value in season six, man. Listen, are you still shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, come on, can we just... Let's go and make a commitment. Before we go into the new year, let's go ahead and start the new year off right. Hit that subscription button and subscribe. Man, God is doing something absolutely amazing. If you're listening to us on streaming platforms, maybe you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, especially Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave a review, rate it. Um, that's how we rank in the algorithms and become number one on Apple Podcasts. A lot of these countries were number one, and I thank y'all so much for listening and showing so much love. I appreciate you. So make sure you leave a review and rate it uh, if the streaming platform that you listen to allows. Today, we're just going to chop it up with one of my brothers. You know, um, I met this brother about a year ago and um, been on one of my lives or whatnot on IG. I'm going to get back to doing that more often. But uh, just connected with this brother and... You know, without further ado, I'm going to go and introduce him, and we're going to chop it up. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast, my homie, Isaac Davis. What happened, little brother? What's up, bro? How you doing, man? I ain't going to try to change the voice. I'm like, what's happening, brother? How you, how you doing? You gonna try? Is that the voice you're going to use today? That's a professional voice. You know, uh, uh, I got to uh, keep it real. Okay, okay. That's your professional voice. So, <laughs> so, so, so Isaac, man, uh, do you remember when we connected? Yes, I do. When was it? 
Um, it was on one of your lives that we were talking about, well, when you were talking about um, what you had gone through with your ex-wife, and then I shared my same experience with you, except except for me, it was on the other side. Yeah, it was on what side? Uh, she was the one that I cheated. She, she was the one that I cheated? She was the one that cheated. She was the one that cheated. Yeah. So, yeah, I was sharing my story about how uh, I cheated on my wife, and you confessed that um, you were the uh, the victim of infidelity. Um, how did you navigate through that? Um, I actually navigated through, um, I thought about where I, now that was my second marriage. I thought about what I went through with my first marriage and I thought about how would I have handled this differently, right? So um, so what I did is that I gave grace immediately. You did? Yes, I did. Yep. I gave grace immediately. The only thing I wanted to know, and I'm the type of person that I like to find out all the information. Yeah. So if you give me all the information. I have all of it to heal I, I at have, one time. I have all of it to heal at the same time, and then I'm done with it. Did you know that the Dear Future Wifey podcast is number one in Jamaica? Well, guess what? We are going to go to Montego Bay, May the 4th through the 7th. We have teamed up with I Can't Wait to Travel. And we've put together this beautiful event. We've curated this amazing excursion. Uh let me let me just be honest with y'all real quick. I don't take vacations. I haven't taken a vacation in four years. Pretty sad. Listen, don't feel sorry for me. Because when I'm out there in Mo Bay, we're going to have some fun. So you got to say Mo Bay to make it seem like you know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? You got to say Mo Bay. So we're going to be in Mo Bay having a great time. We're going to have great excursions. We're going to do a live podcast recording. You know what? Let me just put this in the atmosphere. Because this season is about miracles and manifestations. It's my goal to interview the prime minister and his wife on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Now, how awesome would that be? Yeah, yeah. So if y'all know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, let them know that I want him to be on the podcast. It's only $100 to reserve your spot. So go ahead and reserve your spot so they don't fill up and you're watching us on the ground wishing that you were there. Go to ICan'tWaitToTravel.com. That's ICWTT.com. ICWTT.com. Click under Group Travel and you'll see us as the first getaway in the month of May. Join us at Mo Bay, May the 4th through the 7th. Listen, I can't wait to see you there. We're going to have an amazing time. So we got to a point to where I said, hey, I'm ready to let this go. I said, is there anything else that you want to share with me? And so she said, no. And so I said, look, you know, these are the standards that's going to have to take place. And and then from here, we we good. I said, so let's move forward. I don't want to hear nothing else about this. I'm done and I'm over with it. So that only lasted for about two weeks. What happened after two weeks? Uh, she wrote him a, a, a love letter. She wrote who a love letter? She wrote him a love letter. How'd you find it? Um, I can't answer that because I'll be self-incriminating myself. So I can't do that. <laughs> I can't so, incriminate so you, myself. So you, so you found out that she wrote a love letter. Then yes. How did you respond to that? I responded to and said, actually, I asked her about it. And I wanted to see what she was going to say. So matter of fact, I said, when was the last time did you talk to such and such? When somebody asks you a question like that, oh, when they yes. set you up, they try to see if you're going to be honest about it or, or, or what. And so when they ask you a question, they already know the answer. So you said, oh, when's yeah. the last time you spoke to such and such? Such and such. And she said what? I haven't spoke. <laughs> the last time I spoke to him 
was was uh, right before this, and, and you told me not to speak to her anymore. Okay, gotcha. Are you sure? Are you sure that was your last time? So that's how it went. But then when I told her that I got the letter, and I saw his response to the to the letter, you know, I read your response back. I saw the whole dialogue. So where what did she say? No, 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 no. And the amazing part is that when I tell you exactly what you wrote and you still lie about it, that is the craziest part. And then her friend at the time was like, yo, the dude just want the truth. Why don't you just tell him the truth? Get it all out. He ready to move on. But you write a lie. So, but it but it was what it was. How long were y'all married at that time? Oh, uh, shucks. <laughs> I have labeled that as my 90-day marriage. So it was, it was no 90 days. <laughs> That's what I labeled it because it was like 90 days is when everything just unraveled. After, 90 days after we got married. 90 was, days after y'all got married. It's when everything began to just unravel. So you tell me you were honestly willing to just let it go. Yes, I was. Because I wanted something better. Um, granted, I understand what I did in my first marriage. You know, I was the I was the perpetrator. I was the one that caused all of the all of the issues. And I take responsibility yeah. for that. Um, she's a great woman, don't get me wrong. Um, we are we are even great friends today. Um, and then plus that's who my son is with. So um, so, but I knew what I did wrong and I made a commitment for myself to do better. Right. And I made a commitment to actually change. And so from that, I wanted to have a better second marriage when I, when I did and, and I did, and I just want to have something much better. Um, and I wanted to be better. I wanted to be a, a better man. Uh, then of course the maturity level kicked in too. So, uh, you know, cause I, I was wild. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. So how many times have you been married though, Isaac? Twice. You've been married twice. Are yes. you interested in being married again? Yes. Why? Because I enjoy the whole, the whole essence of being married. And, uh, um, you get to have somebody that is your best friend or that should be your best friend. You can talk. You can laugh. You should be able to uh, share your most either your your innermost secrets with this person or your innermost thoughts. You should be able to experience life together in in our ways that you just that you just can't do single. Um, you know, it's great having that that our great friend that you go you can go anywhere in the, in the our world with. But when you're married and you can in and like you can share that special bond with, uh, it it it, it, it uh, does hit different. You and I got a chance to know each other even deeper. Uh, you were one of the members of um, the Lit Society with the course that um, I've been doing called Lit One on One. Yes, <sighs> man, just seeing <laughs> some of the stuff that has taken place in Ooh. that in that community has been absolutely amazing. For those of you that don't know what the Lit Society is, or even the course Lit One on One. Uh, matter of fact, you explain it since you went through it. What 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 was lit one on one? You started the course in October. Uh, it's a nine week program. Mm -hmm. What first of all, what made you join it? So let's start with I was already doing greater change because from that second marriage, it actually hurt me bad. Um, you know, I went through a whole just like that you said. You yeah, know, everything that we went through. Yeah. Um, so I was in a bad way. I, I'll admit it. I was torn. I was tore down because I guess that women don't realize that men when, hurt. that when a man really gives his heart to you and he, and he opens that thing wide wide open it actually hurts once it's it hurts uh, bad boy sometimes up. a lot of men don't even recover yes exactly they True. won't recover they'll be like I'm never giving True. my heart to another woman a day in my True. life I'm gonna be in these streets and I'm just gonna smash and dash so period. so I'll be very honest very honest and transparent four years I was dealing with it 
and I was dealing with it. And God, six months, well, now, seven months ago, God said, why are you still holding this? <laughs> How long had I, it been at that point? It had been almost four years. <laughs> and God was like, why are you holding on to this? Why? You have made this issue an idol. Mm. And I shall never have a God before me. I am a jealous God. So when are you going to let it go? So I was like, I don't want to let it go. I'm just being honest. I don't want to, I want to feel how I feel while I while yeah. I'm feeling it. So um and then look and hold I, on the truth about it, we want to feel the way we feel, feel for as long as we want to feel it so we can justify the actions Action. that that feeling births. That's it. And and at the end of the day, it's like saying, Well, I can halfway show up in everybody else's life because mm-hmm. I am still dealing with this mm-hmm. pain. So we justify that action based upon that feeling. Yes. And uh, in that sense, we lack accountability. Yes. And that pain and and that pain causes pain to other people that are there in, in your corner with you. And that's trying to see you through. And you just don't even like you just don't care. And yeah. I was in that attitude that I just did not care. Yeah. And I and I'm and I'm being honest. I just I just didn't care. So I started making changes. Uh so I started with uh Brittany. Brittany who? Uh Brittany um Noel. I started with her. Oh, okay. So I went to one of her uh classes. Then then my homegirl Yancey. So then so then so she and I started corresponding and then then of course I had been watching you and just going through this actual process. So, but then my best friend was, when I say my best friend put the mirror right in front of me and would not remove it, dude, when she showed me who I was and how I was acting, that was God saying to me, why are you acting this way? Mm. This is not the Isaac that I created. Mm. This is not the Isaac that has that that has purpose. You're not fulfilling your purpose that I have for you. Yeah, you over here sidelining it, but you're not but but you're not doing it to your full um you're not doing it to your full efforts or your potential. Yeah. So so when I say that she kept that <laughs> That mirror, man, that mirror was right here. It was a lot of cussing out. Hey, leave me alone. No, you going to do this because you done did this. And yeah. You, yeah. No, you need to look at yourself. You you selfish. You this. Yeah. Yeah. You great over here, but you lacking big time here. Yeah. So that's good. So but I'm thankful because I say that I was to be the blessing for her. But definitely she was the blessing that I needed. She was the person, she was the mouthpiece that God placed in front of me to make sure that, you know, to make sure that I was realigning myself back where God needed for me to be. Because the person that God got for me, it has to understand my my purpose. And and not only that, not only that, but if I didn't come out of this hurt, I could have eventually hurt somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was already doing our, our changes. So when I came to the lit, living, um, in transparency. So, uh, so I mean, living intentional and in transparency. So, yeah. so, so with that, I was like, okay, Lateris has I done this. <laughs> All right, let's go do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was the reason why I jumped in because I was like, okay, so I'm doing all this. What else can I do? to get me to a, a place of where I have reached total healness. And I definitely tell you, I was, I was upset that I was the only male. Yeah. Yeah. I really was. I was really upset. But then I, but then the more that I, that I understood it, how many men are really 
willing to be this vulnerable and to open yourself up to some deep secrets that you haven't shared with anybody. That part. And you have to go through the point of where your healing take place. If you are not ready to heal, if you, you know, it, it actually took for me exposing deep secrets that I haven't exposed to anybody. And I'll be honest with you, there was only like two other people that actually know what those are deep secrets are. But now it's out in open. <laughs> yeah. Man, Lit 101 ain't no joke, man. I was I would be reading some of the stuff in the in our private groups and stuff, and I was just like, wow, boy. And there's people that were opening up, sharing stuff, like you said, that has never shared anything uh like that in life. Mm-hmm. But I was watching everybody begin to bond together and everybody begin to be each other's comrades and it was just, it was a beautiful thing that took place. Um, what was one of your biggest takeaways being a part of that community? The biggest takeaway was um, allowing yourself to be vulnerable first. First, allowing yourself to be vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable. If you truly, truly want to heal, you got to be vulnerable. Uh, secondly, was the bun that came out of it. Yeah. Look, I am the big brother to 19 women. Now. I'm just <laughs> exactly. saying. I'm the big brother to 19 women. Man, look, and then to hear their stories and then when they got to hear mine, yeah. It completely changed the entire atmosphere because men, we have to understand that when we get into our rightful place with God, when we when we step up to the uh, a plate, it opens up uh, um, healing for the women that 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 is um, that the women that's around us, yeah. and also the women that's in our lives. Facts, facts, and that's why I say as men we have to be leaders in that regard. Yes, that we're uh, we're so afraid to be vulnerable out of fear of judgment or out of mm-hmm. fear that a woman will weaponize our truth. A woman will weaponize our uh, vulnerabilities, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. weaponize what we feel is our weakness. And um, and I love the scripture that says, where I'm weak, I'm made strong. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if I give God my weakness, then what he does is take it, does what he does best, and brings it back as strength. Yes, yes. And um, did you notice that no matter what you shared, nobody ever demonized you? In that group. That is that is correct. No one ever did. It actually took it in, and they was like, brother, let me come in. Come here and wrap this up. Yeah. So, yes. And the crazy thing about it, we think, though, we say, if I tell this, I remember when God first told me to share about my infidelity in season one, and I was reluctant because I was like, oh, no, this, 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 <laughs> this is a problem. Like, I'm trying to grow a YouTube channel. This is going to be counterproductive. This is not going to happen. This is career suicide. But through that openness, through that vulnerability, it began to heal people all across the mm-hmm. world. And so um, and that's what God always taught me is to to lead with vulnerability. It was mm-hmm. hard to get here. I ain't going to lie. But this space, I always want to protect. It's the shame and, and, and it's the, and the shame, the embarrassment. Yes. You, you don't want to face the guilt. And the first of all, almost you don't want to take the ownership. At all. How can you evolve to the state of mind you openly confess your faults? Healing. Imagine a life where you are unapologetically you. Freedom. What could you accomplish fully showing up in every area of your life? Anything. Your new life of endless possibilities awaits. Become an exclusive member of the Lit Society. We are all flawed humans. The difference between the Lit Society and others is we admit it and then do something about it to impact the world. We keep it lit. Live intentionally and transparently. 
This isn't just another program. It's reprogramming destructive mindsets to live intentionally and transparently. Become lit. Join the elite and become a member of the Lit Society today. So once you can take the ownership, Honest, then you're right. gonna start walking through the shame. Because as long as you uh, are afraid to admit it, there's there's no growth. God can't heal what you won't reveal. True, true. So the minute you reveal it, then God says, "Good, now I got something to work with." True. And then He'll begin to unpack those things in our life. Um, so when you start looking at uh, the things that you've gone through with Lit Society or Lit One on One, what is um, if you're open and you want to keep it one thousand? Uh, what is something that you would like to share that you've spoke about in that group? Oh, you want to keep it there? Oh, yeah, we're going to keep it lit, if, lit, lit. If, if you like, if you like, this is, this okay. is, hey. The, the, the biggest hurt outside of being married and, and are going through that uh, was having your spiritual father to violate you sexually. Violate me? Me, yes. Me. Or you? Me. Okay. Violate me. I want you to take ownership violate, of it. So. See, see, see yeah. that? See that? Yeah, we so say violate it. me sexually. Uh, that was the, I, I say that when you are in ministry and you are held to secrets that happen within ministry, and that means that the members' lives, the members' issues, every single thing that actually goes on, um, when you're held to those secrets, you know, you get to be in, in meetings that you talk about this stuff. So I was his armor bearer. And so, um, and so we was in a meeting. It was four, it was, it was, it was four deacons there. He told him to actually grab me and he did what he did. Uh-uh. You said, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. So you said that y'all were in a meeting. Yes. I want you to re I want you to say that again because I don't think people understood what you just said. Yes, that I was you in the meeting and and the meeting was in his office. It was me and four other deacons and the uh, pastor. So he told them to grab me. And I don't know I, I, I don't know if they took it as a, a joke or 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 what or if they even knew what was about to take place. But I would definitely say that when he told them, they actually grabbed me, and then the rest is history. So to be violated like that by your spiritual father is, and I definitely say, I've never understood why God blessed me with the gift of of um, being able to forgive people immediately. I don't understand the reason why he, he uh, graced me with the gift of peace, the gift of uh, patience. I don't understand that. So do you think, hold on, let's, let's, let's unpack this. Do you think that you forgave him immediately? Because that, that wouldn't even make sense. Believe it or not, I did. You, you, you couldn't have. Watch this. When, when my ex did it to me, I, I was able to. But that's different. That, but, that, yeah, but right. But, for, but forgiveness is forgiveness. That's it's, a higher level of violation, though. But forgiveness is forgiveness. God didn't place terms on what the forgiveness is. Isaac, so you tell me this man... You, and you just said, oh, I'll just forgive him right afterwards. Believe it or not, I, I, I did, honestly. I think that you are. But I was in anger. Now, now, was I in our anger? Yes, of course. 
I was in anger. And as I rode inside the group, I could have easily walked out to the car and came back with 17 rounds and knocked all five of them out. Yeah. But then where would I be? But but would it be justified? Yes, it had been justified. But still, could I have risked myself of ruining my own life, ruining ruining my family life? But at, you could have called, like, like they talk about women. Why didn't you report it? So, you know, uh, the taboo thing is, you know, that when something happened in our ministry, you don't talk about it. Um, and that's where my mindset was then, you know, um, you know, I only, matter of fact, I only think I haven't shared this with my, with my, with my first wife. <laughs> what? Wow. So, but that's what happened. Um, and I don't know, like I said, you know, I can't explain the reason why God blessed me the way that he did. And I just have to say that if it wasn't for God's grace. And I know people say, well, where was God in there? God had nothing to do with that because evil is in the world. People do evil stuff, and it has nothing to do with God. Isaac, you got to unpack this. Because for you to say something as tragic like that happening, it's a violation of your manhood. It's a violation of your sexuality. It's a violation of your spiritual spiritual leadership. How in the world could you take what that offense was and just so casually say you forgave him that that quickly so um i ain't gonna say now it wasn't right you know right when it happened okay, you, said so, immediately. you said i forgave yeah. him immediately i'm like so that's, that's, when that's, i got outside to my car i gave i totally forgave right then when i got outside to my car how's it that, I actually, not, hey, I actually not, drove home hey whoa, whoa, whoa. watch this i drove home just like nothing happened because the you know the taboo thing is that you don't talk about what happens. Yeah, but you were traumatized. If you talk to any therapist, they say that if you walking around like that, yes, you, it, that's not forgiveness you're operating in. You you compartmentalize that moment and you act like it didn't exist. So you can't you know, forgive. I never you, act like that it didn't exist. I did leave the ministry. Um, I got left the ministry. Um, you know, I thought you know I was raised. <laughs> I was raised to be hard, you yeah. know, you know, you know, you don't cry about nothing. You suck it up. You, you, I think about it and you make your next decision to make your next move. So that's how I did it. And plus I was in the military then, you know, back then, you know, that's stuff that you didn't talk about um, back then, you know? Um, so, so I chose not to talk about it. Um, now, did I deal with it? Later, to my to my awareness now, yes, I did because I went through the I like I went through the anger, I went through the unexplained um, um, fits of rage, uh, or- fits of rage. Yes, yes, yes. So, so I went through all that, but now you know I can look at I can look back at it now, and and you know because I forgave, I didn't allow that to to. Um, curtail what God was doing in my life. I couldn't. Hmm. I couldn't because God's purpose is more is a more important to what happened to me. Isaac, I know I've heard this story before, but it just it it. I, I just don't want to over spiritualize it. An offense like that is it's yes. I'm now definitely I'm not because I can speak about it freely now because I'm in a different place. Right. If you'd have got me seven months ago, yeah, I'd probably been here cussing. <laughs> Let's be honest about it. Let's be honest. because 
I dealt with it temporarily. And of course, you know, any man that that's that's been violated, any real man that's been violated, the one thing he wanted to go do is hurt somebody. Is no, you want to go have have, have sex. Oh yeah, you, well yeah. You want to go have sex to validate that you are not, you know, yeah. that you know that this is not you. And I can definitely say, you know, now that I look back on it, yeah, that would that were times that I went and had hard sex with my wife, and and she didn't know what was going on. So you were you were married at that time? Yes, I was. And your wife never knew. Never knew. God dog. If I, she watching this boy, she she sure gonna find out that. But I don't. But it's meant to come out because this is gonna heal somebody. This this definitely is gonna heal. I, when somebody I say, else. man, I'm proud of you, King. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot of men that, and I've heard it. I mean, if you could just read my DMs, it's men that have been violated like that and have never told a soul. You know, True. and um. Like I said, it's a, it's a lot of men running around robbing people, shooting people, yes. having the sex with multiple women in one day, and have never ever healed mm-hmm. from past trauma. And like you said, you were in a whole marriage, uh, and that was your first wife. And like you said, in your first wife, you was out in these streets, you know, uh, cheating and whatnot, mm-hmm. and she don't realize the seed that was planted, planted. Yes, sir. That's and right. had no idea that this man that left the house one way came back a totally different way. That is correct. That is correct. And how many years were you married to her? A total? Yes. 21 years. 21 years. Yes. And what year of the marriage did that happen, if you can recall? i say about year four. Yes, year four. Year Had four. you been cheating prior to that? No. Oh, Lord Jesus. Boy, that. Year four. But then, you know, for God to, you know, everything comes full circle now. I look at what God is doing with me in our ministry now, um, um, how that He's elevating me um, spiritually in our in our ministry and and in the ministry that I'm doing now. You know, I am a mouthpiece of our God, um, and and I have to be available and I have to be able to speak when God say, "Hey, speak! I I, I need for you to actually say this." And so it's just prevalent with the people that I've been able to actually touch. I love it. I love it. Um, I just want to stop right now, and I just want to. Um, I want to pray for men yes. and women that have been sexually violated, sexually assaulted. They say one in five uh, women have been victims of sexual mm-hmm. assault, but we'll never know the numbers of men because right. men most likely are never going to to come and be a part of a statistic. They're not right. going to be honest and, and share that. Uh, I'm going to pray and then I want you to pray over any man that may be listening to this because you have an anointing over that thing because you have come you have come through it and have gained power over it. So I definitely want you to uh, to pray. But Heavenly Father, I come to you today right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, sir. There are men and women who have encountered and have gone through what my brother Isaac has gone through. And God, they're still wrestling with, God, why did you allow this to happen to me? Heavenly Father, we come against that spirit of perversion right now in the name of Jesus. We counsel that assignment right now in the name of Jesus. The strongholds that have been having them bound for for such a long time, we, we speak against those chains and we break it right now in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, I ask right now for them to forgive themselves, for them not to believe that the lie that the enemy has spoken, that they did something to cause it, or they should have did this. And if they didn't do that, this wouldn't have happened. And they should have went and reported it. And now it's too late to ever report it. And why did they allow all these questions that have been bombarding their mind for so many years? We come against that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Loose them and let them go. Let them walk in freedom. Let them walk in power and authority. God, we thank you for their life. We thank you for uh, just preserving them, even for, for today, for them to even listen to this today, that you preserve them, that they didn't commit suicide like the enemy tried to do with them and try to take them out, that they didn't go and hurt somebody. They didn't go kill their abuser, God, but they had a little bit of sanity to keep living, to keep breathing, to keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward. Even when their legs were shaking, they were still moving forward. And we thank you for that. Uh, Isaac. Father, we just come to you and we just thank you, Lord. Father, first and foremost, Father God, we thank you for healing, Father God. We thank you for grace, Father God. We thank you for forgiveness, Father God, and for the men, Father God, that are dealing with these type of issues, Father God. Let them know that you are there for them, Father. You said that you knew us even before we enter our mother's womb, Father God. That means that you knew every single step that was being ordered, Father God, that our life would actually go through. Father, I ask you, Father God, that you come in with your healing hand, Father God, that you, that's the same healing hand that you did with me, Father. That same healing touch, Father God, that you just touched those men, Father God, and you let them know that you are that you are there for them, Father God. And Father God, and for these same men, we ask that you, that they seek counseling, Father God, that they seek, Father God, restoration, yes, Father God. God, because it is not anything to be ashamed of, Father God. It is not anything, Father God, that should cause an outrage and actually hurt others. Father, we just claim total healing and total respiration restoration yes in god in jesus name god i speak a miracle to take place yes lord i ask for your spirit to fall on them right now in the name of jesus for them to experience an encounter like never before lord you said that if you be lifted up you will draw all men so god i ask right now for there to be a shift as we move into 2023 for you to begin to draw the hearts of men right now in the name of jesus no weapon formed against them shall prosper and every tongue that rises up against them shall be condemned for this is their inheritance because they are servants of you so god right now in the name of jesus we bind up every demonic stronghold that has been coming against our kings we come against that spirit right now in the name of jesus and we speak that they assume the rightful positions as kings of their homes, as kings in this society, as kings in this world, and as kings in the kingdom of God. God, we thank you for everything that you're going to do. I can't wait to hear the testimonies that's going to come forth, the 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 comments that are going to be left on the YouTube channel, the DMs that I'm going to receive about the breakthrough that people are receiving right now from this podcast. God, we thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you because you are God and God all by yourself. Beside you, there is none other. We thank you. You are Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Elohim, El Shaddai, God. You are omnipresent, God. You're everywhere at the same time, God. So where these people are sitting right now, you are visiting them right now in their private spaces. And you're touching and transforming their hearts and, and minds right now, God. And we thank you. We thank you for just being God. Thank you for being a loving God. Thank you for being a good, good father, even for those of us that may not even have known our earthly father. But God, you've been a good, good father. And we thank you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 Lord Jesus. 
So, Isaac, as you've been navigating through these single streets, these dating streets, and as you've been going through your healing and restoration, and um, how have these dating streets been treating you, or how have you been treating <laughs> these dating streets? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it ain't no dating streets. <laughs> Just say it. No, but I've, I've tried, man. I've tried. I've tried, bro. You know, I guess number one, because I have standards. And I think, and what I think is funny is that women that say that they got standards get mad because we got standards. So, uh, <laughs> so and I am in a stage of, of straight directness. You Look, I'm too is. old, man, to be out here. How old are you, Isaac? 50. Matter of fact, I turned 51 on the 19th. 19th of December? 19th of December, I turned 51. Happy. happy ain't your birthday yet. All yeah. right, so when so this, this air, weekend. Yeah, so when this, when, this, when this will air, yeah, your birthday would yes. have passed. So happy yes. birthday. Yeah, so I'm very di- direct. Very direct. You can't come with me. Look, if y'all come, if y'all come in with me with anything that's housewives or something or whatever show you hip-hop look don't even come back because you're gonna get five left well what you mean so you said come with you with a, a housewives dream what you mean you a know. woman wanting to be a stay-at-home mom uh, no not no that right there don't even bother me um it is like you know that you need to pay my bills you, oh, that, you, that you, thing. you need to pay my car note my mortgage my cell phone bill, and you need to give me money to take care of myself. You should be doing that for yourself before you even come to me. So, so basically, if you're a gold digger, don't don't, don't even come don't, this don't, way. Don't come that way. I don't. I sniff it before you even walk in. I'm like a dog. I catch the scent when you before you even hit the door. The scent has already come in. Have you ever been like that though? In your younger years, tricking off money? No, never been that way, man. I, you know what? I. <laughs> I ain't never flew nobody out, man. I ain't never flewed nobody out. You ain't never flew them out. I ain't never did that, done that, man. I'm, I'm, I'm serious because I'm like this. If I travel to you, I paid everything my way to actually get there for you. You can at least uh, have a meal for me or something. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so you saying that if if you if you're paying for yourself to go out there, then they need to pay for themselves to come see you. I do have this one rule. If you come to me, I got you. Okay. If I come to you, you got me. And I think that's a fair. And I think that that's a fair. When you come to me, there's nothing that you got to worry about while you're there with me. And and I think that's a fair. Um, however, I am. I do believe in chivalry. Don't get me wrong. I know that we're being comical, but I do believe in chivalry. Um, I do believe I am one of those old-fashioned daters. So I believe in going through your actual stages. Um, so. I, I do believe in dating. I'm, I'm just like what, you. What you mean? What you mean stages? You know, you know, we got the dating, the the the, the I get to know each other phase, which yeah. which most folks just call it the dating stage, yeah. where you just collecting data. Yeah. Then we go into the friendship stage. Then we go into the relationship stage. Then we go into a, a courtship. By the time we get to courtship, look, be ready. Because it's basically you saying at that point you already know what you're going to yes, do. Yes, but I'm very intentional too. Right. So, and what I've learned lately is people are not ready for a man that's intentional. Why you say that? Because they. Because you got to think. You I make, can't you, say the word I want to say. Well, you, you think? You, you're making a broad statement. So you say people aren't. Are you just saying okay, the, so let me see. the five women you done met? Some of the women that some of the women that I've come across are not prepared for a man that's intentional. Explain. They say that they're ready. They say that they want a man to give them the attention that that they desire. They say they want a man to state 
what his intentions are. They want a man to lead. They want a man to pray, yeah. to protect, to provide all of, all of that. So, but when it's presented and, but when it's given to you, are you really prepared for it? And so I've asked women, some of the women that I've run across, did you pray and say, God, prepare me for the man that's coming into my life? Because if you got this 30 page list of what, of, of what you want this man to be. And the only thing that this man got is like five things of where he wants you to be. Can you be those five things? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. <laughs> but also, I think that women have gotten to a, the point and, I, and I'm, I'm not going to say all women. Some women have gotten to the point to where they feel that the whole dating experience, the whole process is about them. And it's not. Men want the same thing in, in, in return, even if we don't say it. And what I said in the y'all uh, society, for the man in your life, appreciate that man. Tell him what you mean to him because it does wonders for us. Facts. But then tell it and mean it. Don't tell it and I play it. <laughs> So don't say it just so you can get something out of it. So so you saying the women that you've met, let me ask you this. Uh, what age group are you dating? Um, I date anywhere from 40 to 55. 40 to 55. Yeah, 40 to 55. So you like older women? Uh, 55, really? Because we're in the same. Well, you 51. We're in the same era. <laughs> <laughs> we were raised together. <laughs> we was in high school together. Yeah, we was in high school together. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, exactly. So you say from forty to fifty-five, and yes. you said you find women like that that are afraid of an of an intentional man. Yes, but I will. Uh, yes, yes, I have met women that are afraid of an an intentional man because when we, and also a man that's of purpose. When you understand what your purpose is and you're intentional with that, when those two come together, then the BS that you bring will be recognized immediately. When I say to be recognized immediately, it's like, man, I, I, when I was in Arizona, so I met someone while I was in, uh, you know, while I was there. I was there visiting my brother. We, we, we had a blast. He was like, yo, I got somebody that I want you to meet. <laughs> so I met her, man, great young lady. But the moment that I put that intentionality to her, she wasn't ready. She had to, she had to fall back. She said, I'm not ready for you. Oh, you said, so what, when you said that, show me what does intentionality look like. What um, did you say? Man, I can't give my secrets away, Oh, yeah, you man. can't Come give your secrets. Okay, Come on, my bro. Bad. I my can't bad. give yeah, that okay. away. Oh, uh, yeah, you keep because that Because then, you know that they'll be like, <laughs> they had a cliff notes there, there it is. No I'm ready for it. Hey, that's what the second wife did. I got all the cliff notes. I can be every single thing I want them to be. <laughs> You got a point there. You got a point there. I can't give the action notes. So, so, because I'm going to tell you, it's going to be some women. It's a lot of (laughs) women that watch this podcast. A lot of women that I come across are looking for intentional men. So, like I said, your, your, your sphere of influence may be a certain demographic of women that you run into that ain't ready. Man, but on. these people, these people are watching the Dear Future Wifey podcast. They hear emotionally intelligent men on the show all the time. You're talking to an age group that 
a lot of women fit into. You talking about forty to fifty five? Okay, so. so I've met some lawyers. I ain't talking about professions. Hey, bruh. I'm talking about women that okay. are ready right, okay. for an intentional man. I don't want to quantify it by profession because profession means nothing to me. Bruh, look, it's about hey. women that have been praying, that have been seeking God, that have been doing the work, yes, that, yes, that when they see right. a man that that they feel like is God's God-fearing, God-honoring, a person that is submitted to God, uh, a praying man, they go, that's what I'm looking for. Yes. And then they'll pull your coat, your coattail because they're going to end up talking to you one day or try to slide in your DMs or mention and be like, I saw your podcast. I tell women all the time, the way that you present yourself to a man, especially if they're on my podcast, mm-hmm. say, hey, I love, I saw you on Dear Future Wifey podcast. I love when you said X, Y, Z. Don't go pursuing a man. Just compliment him on something. If he's interested, then you go, hey, thank you so much. Hey, and you're going to go look at her IG mm-hmm. and start looking at stuff and be like, oh, okay, I kind of like this. And you come back around. Hey, I noticed that you took a trip to Dubai. How'd you enjoy yeah. your trip? Yes. And y'all just start yes. engaging in conversation. Yes. But at the end of the day, it's going to be some, it's a lot of dope women that watch this podcast. <laughs> and then they're going to say, Terrace, Isaac is full of caca. <laughs> they're going to say, they say, I tried, I talked to Isaac. He, he ran hey. off. He just took off. It's all good. Because They're going to be amazing women. They're because, be watch this. I'm sure, I can just about assume, I can make an, an assumption that, you know, women have to understand that you're not the only one that's out there for us. Right. You know, but the one that we select is the one that we select. Facts. So, uh, so and women have to be, underst- women have to learn how to accept rejection. Some women, some women, let me, let, yeah. let, let me say it correct. Some women got to learn how to accept rejection. Because I think that we were built with that. I, I think that was a tool that, that that was given us. We were we were we were built with it, but it's still hard, hard. for a man to accept it. Yeah, because it, 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 women will argue with you all day to say we need to learn how to accept rejection. Well, how about y'all at the club when when a dude asks for your phone number, and you'd be like, "No, nah, I'm not interested." F you, you ugly b, your mother. F it. Well, I wasn't ugly a while ago when you asked for my phone number. Now I just turned ugly real quick when I said no. You that know be saying? that dude that went by about about ten females and he ain't got no number yet. He he mad. he mad, and then somebody like me walk in, and be like, "Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. You look nice. Hey, um, by any chance, when we outside of here, can we get to know each other?" And she be like, "Wow, you talk to me like a gentleman. You talk to me like a gentleman. Yeah. It's all about the oppressed." And I hate to use that, say that we gotta have a tagline, but it's almost <laughs> like that we gotta have a tagline. But well, but also, Latarius, I went through that point of where being the gentleman did not work either. No, I've, I've heard I'm that too. Telling you, look, I've heard that too. I've run across some women that were like, I've heard that too. You too nice. I've heard that you too. You too real. Wait a minute, hold on. I'm I'm not you. No, nah, I need a thug. Yeah, I've heard like, that really? too. Really? So, so yes, I have. I have run across. Those and it's too. always a sifting through process. Yes, yes. you know, um, and that's why God has given me this this mantra where I say rejection is just redirection. That's At the end of the day, if you're looking for God to guide you to that specific person, then you're going to go through people that are not in alignment with you, and that's okay. People that may not find you attractive, that's okay. Yes. People that have this list and they feel like you don't fit the list, that's okay. Because at the end of the day, who God has for you is for you. Yes. And yes. Um, and so that's why I just say, at the end of the day, just go take your shots, go shoot some shots. Yes. And, you know, you miss 100% of the shots that you haven't taken. But can we keep it lit, though? Let's go. Okay, so let's keep it lit. I did meet a young lady now. Okay. I'll I, I, I be honest with you. <laughs> That's it? That's I'm stopping right there because she bad. And I'm saying I ain't talking about in looks. I'm not talking about physique. 
I'm talking about in what she wants and her level of intentionality too. So, so you met somebody? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so, honestly. So you got somebody in your life now? Uh, look, I I met her. We are talking. Okay, so you met her. We talking. And, are, are y'all and, open to dating multiple people while y'all getting to know each other? You know, we we actually had, had, had the conversation, and I said, you know, you know, typically I date more than I want person. She's like, you act like that. That's big news to me. I do it too. I said, I'm glad that you said that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad that you said that. But we had a very intelligent conversation about it. And it was a very open conversation about it. You know, like, you know, like if I go out, I can I can tell her, like, yo, yeah, I'm finna go do this. Yeah. You know, that or or this is what I'm going to do. And I love the fact that there is no animosity, that there's no judgment, that there's no jealousy. The maturity and the secureness of this woman, bruh. It, it turns you on, don't it? See, that's what that's what happens. Like when you meet a woman that ain't tripping and she's very uh, secure with whatever that is, mm. it just makes you want her more. You be like, "Well, forget all these other women. I just, Bruh, I just want I'm, you." Bro, listen hills, listen hills. <laughs> so, but I'm enjoying the the uh, the, the, the actual journey. process. The, yeah. You know, and right now we are in that data collection yeah. process. You know, uh, you know because. In that data collecting phase, you start learning out who the person is. Yeah. And so and so I'm enjoying the process of just getting to know her. Um, and like again, and like I said, that she's she's just as intentional as well. So one of the things you said that um, you don't want no kids, right? No children. You don't want no okay, children. So my youngest is twenty four, so I ain't uh, trying to start over. I ain't trying to start over. So yeah. spade and neutered. Spade and neutered. And you said, that's vasectomy so yeah. for the ones that don't know what spade and neutered means. <laughs> so he said, ain't no kids come from him. So if you end up pregnant, it wasn't his. <laughs> that was an act of God. Because <laughs> we're going to get a DNA test. But that's an act of God. <laughs> God, the- you must really want to be there. This child did, didn't you? Lord. <laughs> so you can't come to him. Talk, you got me pregnant. Be like, nah, yes. you better go call Tyrone. Because it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. As a matter of fact, don't even come my way. Don't even come my way. You just confessed that yes. you cheated on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. so you don't want any kids, and you said that a woman with kids, the kids have to be out the house. I'll be honest with you; they got to be at least twelve. Nah, that's too young. Too young. <laughs> so they got to be, be in at high least, school. They got to be at least. We got to be in high school for real. For so real. fourteen and up. Yeah, because I'm at a stage in my life I can just pick up and go whenever I feel like so it. So you Let's want go. them to be able to watch themselves? They got to, <laughs> got to. Hey, look, and 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 if you tripping off that, that that's your business. Well, all you need is you one. Know. There's a whole hey. lot of yeah. All you need is one. Hey, what did she say? That that that's your business. What, what her name is? <laughs> Tabitha. Yeah, she Tabitha. Say? <laughs> that's your business. It ain't mine. <laughs> <laughs> so you said the the woman can't want kids, and the woman, and if she already has kids, they have to be at least the kids have to be in high school. Gotta be. That's fair. That's fair. And have you had a hard time finding it? Listen, yeah. <laughs> These younger women are shaming the older women. Wait, and, and I and I'll be honest with you because I've had more women come at me in their thirties from from the age of thirty to about thirty five, and has had more going for them and and intentional and know what they want, doing it about their business than women that's my age. Really? Um, yes. But the only thing that that kept me from from my because <laughs> they want kids, they want more kids. So I'm like, I'm sorry. Look, it is what it is. I right, bye. 
I, you, say, you know, because you I've been down at that road. Now, honestly, I, I've been down a road where I dated someone that said that she did not want to have children. And we dated. And then all of a sudden she said, I want children. How far How far along were y'all after she changed her mind? A year. And she said, I want kids. I want children. And I was like, you know. <laughs> the bait and switch. We had this conversation. It was the very first conversation that we had. <laughs> Look, you don't have children. She said she changed her mind. I want children. You know, I didn't rethought this. I want children now. I want. You talked all this noise about that. You didn't want to bring. Yeah, okay. And so what'd you do? You broke up with her? Stage left. Not that quick, did you? Stage left. Because what's the uh, know, what's the purpose? Just, yeah, you just prolonging that. What's, what's the purpose? What's the purpose? Now, I also want to clarify this. My nine day marriage. She's a great woman. <laughs> hey, look, marriage. I look because we can joke and I can talk about what she did, but let me also give her edification. Okay, she's a great woman. She has moved on with her life. She is now remarried, and she and and she's doing it big. She's really successful at what she's doing. I also understand this. We maybe we're just not we. Take the blame, Ike. Uh, I knew that she wasn't the one for me. L- let me let me go ahead and say that. I knew that. But you know how that we see them red flags? Yeah. And we're like, ah, that's 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 nothing. Ah, that's 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 fixable. Yeah. 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 But we were not meant to be each other. So I take the blame for of for not listening to God when He was showing me every single thing that I needed to see to say, no, that's that's not the one. Hmm. So let me take blame to that. So because the fact that I chose to avoid what God was showing me, and it was just a simple, it was simple protection for me and was protection for her. But yet I was not man enough to stand there and say, hey, you know, this this needs to stop and it's not going anywhere because this is the reason why. That's good that you uh, are edifying her like that. I think yes. that's a very mature thing to do because at the end of the day, you're meeting people during certain seasons. And yes. if you yes. held her from yes. one, you know, blamed her in this season for what she did in another season, yes. then does God actually do that? Exactly. To us? Exactly. You know, at the end of exactly. the day, we, and y'all were young, you know. Um, I mean, were y'all young? How old y'all? Mm-hmm. No, okay, y'all weren't young. Okay, I retracted. <laughs> I was thinking about the first marriage. I yeah, was like, yeah. no, you talking about yeah, the second marriage. The first marriage. <laughs> He's like, no, we weren't young. You know, and, and even with my first wife, man, we had, I think about the fifth year after we after we were divorced. Nah, I, I think, yeah, I think about the fifth year after we, no, no maybe longer. Um, we had a moment of our transparency, man. God, God spoke to me and said, you need to say these things to her. And when you say these things to her, it's going to release the guilt that she was feeling. And by me releasing to her the things that God told me to release to her, it also opened her up to also release the things to me that she needed to release to me that she was doing that I did not know that that, uh, she was doing. So, But it's all good because I still, you know, because I love her. You know, she's the mother of my son. I love her. She's a great woman. She's out here doing it big, too. Uh, but you know, life happened. Do you want a high performing woman? No, she ain't gotta be that, but she gotta have some kind of no, let, let me stop lying. Because I am progressive. I'm a very progressive man. Um, even at this age, I'm you know, there's still things that I want to uh, achieve. She gotta have vision for herself. I definitely say that. and every woman should have that. She gotta have vision, she gotta have, have purpose, she gotta have she gotta have that for herself because that and, and she she gotta be independent too. I mean, it is independent, 
but you know when to let that independence go. Did you experience that in, in both of your marriages? Yes. Uh, well, my first wife, because we grew up together. Yeah. So, and 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 I, and I which meaning because we were so young, we were in our twenties when we got married. So we grew up into our forties together. So that was a period that you know that I'm, you know, that I was pushing her to be better, and she didn't see it then, but I saw it. I saw all, every single thing that. Every single professional quality I saw in her, man, I was like, look, it's time for you to move here. It's time. I'm seeing it. It's already in you. Make this move. Make this move. And she was like, no, I'm not ready. The ironic thing is that after we got a divorce, she was like, you know what? I now see what you were saying, (laughs) you know, but 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 it's great because she's because she's making major moves, making major moves. That's good. I, I like your perspective on past relationships. Uh, you're able to, like I said, um, celebrate the wins, but you're transparent enough to acknowledge the mm-hmm. the faults and the failures. And that's why I mean by when people come around full circle yes. and learn and glean wisdom from their past. That's the only way you could ever grow. Yes, yes. If you can't look at a person that it may just didn't work out with and be able to say it didn't work out because of this and this and that and um is life. That's right. Because you're going to be right. carrying that bitterness and you're going to carry that to the next relationship. I don't trust women because once you marry them, they change and they just, and she's like, well, what does that say about me? You're going to marry me and thinking I'm going to change too? Are it's we just, supposed to evolve? <laughs> are, are we supposed to evolve? We're exactly. supposed to evolve. Facts. You know, because the things I like yesterday or today, it may not be the things I like tomorrow. Facts. So Facts. We're supposed to evolve. Yeah. So, man, one thing is, um, so as you, as you continue going through this in 2023, you got some goals set for for yourself you know actually this month is the month that i do my fasting uh where i seek god for the next year um so i start in december and i go through the first the the, the, the whole month of january i fast the entire month um because i start setting the tone for my year um the, when you say fast you gotta quantify that you're fasting like half a day or whatever. You're not doing a Jesus fast for 40 days. Well, no, I do an AI mixture of of a total, partial, and absolute. Okay. Yeah, so. So some days, some, some yeah. days you'll just go water. Yes, yes. Water. Water. Some days I don't go nothing. We got to drink water, Isaac. No, you don't. You gotta, yes, you do. No, you don't. You got to drink something. No, you don't. Okay, when you die, just leave me no, them shoes no. you got on. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 honestly. Uh, I mean, Lord, you got you know, to hydrate, do something. Look, I will, Lord, man, Jesus. I got a great foundation when it comes to the fasting, man. When you've You're gone in through the military, those, huh? what? No, not even the military, just the, just just my spiritual background, man. My, my true spiritual tutelage started in Panama City, Panama. What was that, a mission trip? No, I was I was living in Panama. Oh, I'm, what, in the military? International, yeah. Yeah, so I was living there, and uh, man, look, my pastor that I have now, man, we started together, as really started getting tutelage about ministry, about discipleship, and look, that started when we was there, man. At what age were you? Man, we were 20, 24, So how does that equate to fasting then? You know, because that's where I really learned what fasting is. That's where that was my first time ever doing a fast, a 40-day fast at that one. I did forty days with what? Just Man, water. Listen here. No, when we went, it was it was broken down. The, the, the actual days were broken down. Where like, I think the longest that we went without food, um, I want to say was thirty six hours. 
the longest that we went without food, or maybe it was four days. I can't, but it, it literally was a it literally was a schedule. So, and then I think it was like every third day in the evening, you you could eat between six p.m. Yeah, and I think you could eat between six and eight p.m. Yeah, at eight p.m. you had to stop eating. Then after that, you can have water until midnight. And then watch this. We we were doing physical fitness too, man. Look. Yeah, I was working out. Listen, right is we were doing it, man. We were doing it, and then of course because of the intensity of the physical fitness that we was doing, we were allowed to drink Gatorade or or I drink a vegetable juice, you know, because you have to. Yeah, you might you know, pass you, out. You, you know, you know, you got to use, you know, you got to use wisdom. So <laughs> <laughs> don't be foolish out here doing it, doing these fasts. About I'm doing this for the spirit. <laughs> You finna be in the spirit. Exactly. You finna be a spirit. <laughs> so, so, I, so, I, so, I, so, yes, man. Yeah. So, okay, I get it now. So, um, do you feel like love is in the cards for you in twenty twenty three? I can definitely say that. You feel like you'll be getting married in twenty twenty three? I ain't gonna say all that. <laughs> I ain't gonna say all that. Yeah, I'm just being intentional, and that's not even spiritual. I'm just being intentional. Oh God! Now look, now look. I, I, will I will I be with somebody in 23? I can foresee that. Honestly. Would you would you would you be willing to propose in 2023? I ain't gonna say all that. You said you're intentional, Isaac. Nah, I ain't so, gonna say so, so if God, you know, honestly, I said, would you be willing if God told you this is the one in 2023? Could you have made a proper assessment? Whenever that is, whether it's a two-month assessment, <laughs> a week assessment, whatever it is, to put a ring on her finger by the end of 2023. I can definitely say this, and I'll be very, very, very transparent. I know my best friend going to whoop me. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I tell you when I get to the house. I, 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 I tell you. God has spoken to me about that. About what? I, he's spoken to me about that. About that? Yes. About marriage. He's given me vision about it. Um, and it's, and it's amazing. So, so have I had visions about it? Yes. Has God spoke to me about it? Yes. Has God given me the, the, the idea of how to do it? Yes. Okay. Who? I don't know who that, who is. Yeah. But, but yes, I can't now, whether that's because I don't, I don't, I want to preface this correctly. I do believe in God's timing. Yes. And for God's timing in my position and for the people that I care for, God's timing is extremely important because if I do it in God's timing, then God is going to make the provisions for every single thing exactly. to operate with ease. So let me preface that correctly. So let me ask you this because you, you keep referencing this this best friend. Why you say you, you, the best friend to kill you for saying that? Man, look, that's my road dog. Look. Y'all probably gonna look me up on Facebook and Instagram. You can go ahead. That's that's my road, bro. That's who so I live see, life see, with, so bro. You, so you have a homegirl that's your best friend. Yes, that's and my you road. Saying, why dog. would she get mad that you saying that? Because I ain't shared this with her yet, man. And because we talk about everything, you like like literally we talk about everything, man. Like there is nothing that we can't talk about. So what do you think is gonna happen uh, when you get the woman that God desires for you? Y'all, you feel like this best friend is reserving the space, a holding the space that may be reserved for your for your wife? No, oh, oh, we talk about all, all that, man. Me and my best friend lit for so, real. So no, I'm talking about. You think you'll be able to put proper boundaries on that relationship so your 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 wife oh, yes, ain't gonna yes. be sitting up there looking like yes, because that's something that we have open conversation 
um, with me and my best friend has open conversation about that now uh, because she knows because she knows where I, 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 I want to be. She knows what my desires are. So with that. Um, it, 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 actually be easy, you know, just like I wish the same thing for her, you know, uh, that man, when I say that we down like four flats on the Cadillac, we down like four flats on the Cadillac <laughs> for real, for real. That's my road dog. Yeah. That's, 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 that's good. Right. That's good. Hey, and she beautiful. So, you know, so y'all can't be coming with that insecurity stuff. As what you mean by insecurity? So you know so, you can't be insecure of of of, of my best friend. So, I will put that one. I so think. you have a best friend that's attractive, and you tell her everything. Uh, y'all do life together, and you say that you don't want a woman to be insecure about that. Mm, you can't be insecure. Baby. I want I want you to hear this again. I have no, a best me friend. Mean it no, is. Hold on. I, <laughs> I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this loud and clear. <laughs> I had his best friend that's absolutely beautiful. I tell her everything. We do life together. This is your words. We do life together. And you cannot be insecure about that. You can't be insecure about the best friend. If you take out the do life together part and, and tell her everything. Well, which I mean is, which mean I'm single, she's single. We do everything except for sex. We that's something that that's something that we don't and cross. Then, and right. then the one will say, Well, why don't you just be with her then? Because we're best friends. You said we do everything together. I got I got some best friends. I got we, some friends we that best are, friends. I got female friends that we real cool with, but we don't do everything together. Well, look, <laughs> look, my best friend. <laughs> look, that's you, dog. <laughs> that's you. My best friend is my road dog, man. When I say that's my road dog, All right, bro. So explain, because you finna get okay. What y'all, what y'all do together, Isaac? We travel together. <laughs> <laughs> we go to events together. Y'all, y'all take vacations together. <laughs> you know, have we ever taken a vacation? Probably yeah. so. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, yeah I can probably say that. so. You know, I well, we just took our first vac, our first real vacation. We took that together last year. Uh, last year, where y'all go? We went to Gatlinburg, but we went with a group of friends. Okay, I'm talking about solo trip. Have y'all ever just went and kicked it and say, "Hey, we're gonna you go know, do a staycation together"? Because you might. You know, you, you, yes, you, we did. Yeah, yes, you, we might, did. you might yes, have a girlfriend. Don't know it. That's, yes, that's the problem. <laughs> You might have a whole girlfriend, you just don't know it yet. <laughs> no, no, but that's my road, dog, man. Yeah, we a, do everything together. We take trips together. We go to vacations that's together. That's my road, dog. We go to events together. But then, okay, but when that special woman come along, you know, hey, you know, there is a degree of pullback, you know. Would you feel like you were losing, though? When Sometimes I feel you can losing? feel, yeah, because no. you can feel like no. you're, you're coming to alter this relationship that I've gotten so accustomed to for how long y'all been this tight? Man, we shucks tight, tight, just like yeah. we are now. Three years, three years. But you know, the friendship started back in 2011 when our friendship started, um, and now that we're super tight, tight, you know it. You know, so but and what I, because she and I actually have these have these our conversations, you know. So I do understand that if I do meet someone, uh, well, which I have met someone, that there is a level of a pullback um, from that, and. But even with the one that I'm getting mm-hmm. to know now, you're like I tell her, hey, me and her about to go here. We are here to here. It's like okay, okay, cool. 
you know, it's transparency. Yeah. Like you can't get mad for someone telling you. And then plus we are distant. So, 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 so it is a distant relationship. And she do understand that. We ain't even a relationship. You just in data collection. Well, well, well yeah. or alien relationship. No, no. You know, cause you got to put everything. I'm sorry. We are distant. Yeah. And because of the fact that we are distant, uh, she, you know, she understands. Um, and so she and I had a, had a conversation about it. That if we go further, how, you know, how you feel about, and, and she was like, yeah, I'm cool. That's that's your best friend. Uh, why would I trip? Because I got a best friend. So why would I trip on you with your best friend, especially with us being distance? So, and would I you be, Would that. you be okay if your girlfriend had a best friend and she was going to events with him? Yeah, I, I have to be okay with it. You don't have to be nothing. You can be double standard all day. No, I, 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 who, <laughs> you can man. be like, I look, can do it, I don't I like double standards, brother. I don't like double standards. So, so, you, so I have to be fair. Yes, I, I I have to. So why would I be upset because she going to like with her dude best friend? So I what's the what's be. the limit? Which means what, like, what's, what's the, the limit? What's the limit that she can do? Can she go on a vacation with her best friend? Yes. God dang it! I, yeah, you just, you're I, being I, a polyamorous relationship. I, no, heck no, <laughs> we ain't going there, dog. Hey, you take that <laughs> stage said, left. So you you have no problem with your woman talking? About, oh yeah, me and my best friend, we finna go to Miami together. Yeah. Okay. So, but that's me. So again. I'm saying I, you cool with that though. But I have to be. You no, don't why? have to be. I want to know. No, your why woman, I have to be? Your, your woman. This is your woman. No, why did I have to call be? you one well, day? Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's now you saying my woman. See, that's a whole. I love said your girlfriend. Okay, so if it's my girlfriend now, and now we have moved in, in and and I hate to say girlfriend. I know I don't uh, like that word either. I, I, I don't like so it. So it's your woman. You're if, in a, you're in an exclusive relationship. Okay, with this woman. so now if I'm in an exclusive relationship, exclusive relationship, then. I know you can't go on vacation. Okay, with, good. I'm yes. trying to get. Yes. Oh, Lord Jesus, yes. I'm about to say. Yes, but I'm talking about now. Like I'm talking about now, man. Oh, we now, 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 now ain't nothing. Of course, y'all friends. Y'all even y'all ain't okay. got no no commitment to each other. Y'all dating multiple people, so of course yeah. not in that stage. I'm talking about in the fact that. I'm trying to see how liberal you are to be yeah. like, oh yeah, well we in a we in a relationship. But, that's their best friend. That's their best friend, and they finna go to a gala together. Well, do you feel that there should be a, a transition of our friendship? Meaning that, meaning that 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 the that, that the friendship should a, a transition. Yeah, you talking about the friendship with the girl with your best friend? Yeah. Yes. I do too. Now that's that's something I do believe. I I do believe that friendship should naturally transition, but it should but it should transition. D- on it's, it's the same as the dating relationship. relationship the dating yeah. relationship you have with yeah. the person, y'all would transition from just being somebody that's dating exclusive. I mean, dating multiple people to then moving to exclusivity. Yes. Yes. And as that's beginning to evolve, certain people start getting notices. Yes. You start saying, "Hey, listen, I am moving into an exclusive relationship with with this woman, and this is the notice." And your best friend gets that same notice. Hey, I'm moving intensely with this person. This is a person I want mm-hmm. to be in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. This person, and, and and that's why I say I don't like you. I don't like all that girlfriend stuff. Right. It's literally like this is the woman I I believe I'm a marry. Mm-hmm. So when you start moving like that, then you got to start operating like a husband at that point. Because mm-hmm. other than that, then you start bringing yeah. in stuff into the relationship that now yeah. y'all fighting over. Because you sitting over there kicking yeah. that with your, your best friend laid up in the house watching Netflix with you. Nah, I definitely tell you, I ain't trying to be, hey, look, I ain't trying to get married in six months. No. I ain't trying to get married in three. No. We trying to get married because, in Because, hey, hey, look, I got to make sure that every single skeleton is out the closet, okay? 
Some people good at hiding. Bruh, Some I, people I, I get know at hiding. the nine a day, bro. Yes, yes, you, you, yes. You are correct. Some people are good. They are professionals at hiding. So, so you saying? I know what you said. You won't do. So, are you saying that I won't get married within a year? No, I won't. Well, unless unless what? Unless God say, Ike, look, let's I make this move. That's all I want. And hear. and I definitely say it has to be God because. If it's not God, the people that I'm responsible for, that it will bring a a disruption. So I want it to be God. So because when God brings everything together, it's harmony. It's harmony, and everything operates, and everybody's win. Good. So Good. that's exactly. So that's all I want to hear. Yes. So you're open to God going against your timetable as long as it's God doing it, not you or her. Hey, who's the ultimate owner of the timetable? There it is. There you go. So. But I mean, but but like I said, you start off saying there ain't finna be no three months and ain't finna be no six months. God will turn something upside down. You'll be married in 60 days. But if God does that, then God knows exactly what he has to do for the people that I am responsible for. Yeah. Because God gave me purpose with those people. He gave me the responsibility of those people. So when God does it, the harmony that comes from it is God makes sure that the responsibility Good. portion does not fall. Love it. Love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. If you were to title this episode, um, what would you title this episode? Mm. I've been thinking about that the whole time, bro. I've been honest with you. We talked about a lot. Um, And this is the miracle of manifestation season. Um, It may be the miracle of healing. Um, Because I think something happened in the middle of this episode that God showed up and Mm -hmm. just... He's, he he did something, and we're going to hear a great testimony about it. How can people be connected with you? Um, Instagram, the the gray beard of wisdom, gray with an A. Um, and my Facebook is Isaac Ike Davis. Isaac Ike Davis. <sighs> Isaac Ike Davis. Uh, listen, brother, I've enjoyed you. Thank you so much. Uh, people are not... It'd be hard for people to imagine how hard it is for me to get men on my podcast. A lot of women be like, why don't you have more men? Get men, get men, get men. I can get married couples, you yeah. know, but men be like, oh, no, you be, no. You be, you be asking too many questions. I'll be like, <laughs> I be like it's, a, it's, a, it's a podcast. We got to talk, man. I don't know about all that, man. Shoot, I got, you know, I got a couple of old ladies, you know what I'm saying? I get up there, you you say one thing, and I'm going to have to figure out a way how to say it because I got two ladies I'm juggling and, you know, all that stuff. He'd be like, well, yeah, this is not the podcast. Yeah, you got hidden secrets. Bro, yeah, we got hidden secrets. Yes. So on the podcast, we keep it lit. We live intentionally and transparently. And so thank you for uh, stepping up, showing up, and being your authentic self. Uh, one You're thing welcome. that I love about this audience is that we don't have to agree with every view of our guests, but we we celebrate our guests for being open enough and transparent enough to just share their story. Like um, some women may be like, well, how he going to get mad because I want to have kids? Like. That's how you can get mad that that's not your that's not your husband. Isaac ain't your husband at the end of the day. At the end of the day, he's looking for something specific. And just like you know, a woman should be looking for something specific. And everybody's not your person and be okay if it's not in alignment. And so thank you for being transparent. Hey, y'all give it up for my boy Isaac Davis, y'all. Ladarian thrusted suddenly into child protective services in 2015. My nephew. Black, a boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy. 
with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name, the likelihood of ever being adopted, yep, you guessed it, slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care, should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm Lateris R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. There are specific episodes in the Dear Future Wifey podcast where I believe God 
unlocks or unleashes certain things in the spirit realm. And I believe that this episode really, really speaks to men and brothers who are suffering in silence. And so I pray that this episode help men to find the necessary healing in order to thrive and become the greatest of. Um, yeah, this was pretty heavy. Pretty, pretty heavy. Pretty, pretty heavy. Anyway, uh, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, imagine a life where you feel protected emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially. Imagine living in a state of security in which you know the man you married always has your best interests at heart. How would you feel knowing if you were to ever be placed on life support, your husband would fight tooth and nail with doctors and leave no stone unturned for your recovery? Think about the peace of knowing the man you exchange vows with possesses a character to honor those vows until his last breath. What would it feel like to have your deepest concerns acknowledged and rectified? Is being covered in prayer important to you? Imagine a husband daily petitioning the throne room of God on behalf of you and the family. If these soft skills are your core values, imagine saying, I do to me, your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.